Welcome to Nairobi Chapel Embakasi. We grow deep to reach wide. It was a usual activity. We go to church every Sunday um, and I just enjoyed it. I, I must admit, I didn't really know the reason why we were going to church, maybe because I was five or so, give or take, and I didn't know until I grew older and I realized the reason we go to church. Um, but as I grew up with the different wonderful Sunday school teachers, um, I learned that it's not just an ordinary weekly activity, but the ch church became part of my heart. Um, I just love church now. Honestly, the children's church is crucial. It's very important in, in that the child can interact with friends and come to deeply understand the meaning of God's work word thanks to the Sunday school teachers. When we come to church we learn basic common stories like Noah and the ark or um, Jonah and the big fish and the child um, really uh, the teachers will explain um, the stories deeper and scrutinize and explain and in the end a child will be able to learn the stories um, morals and the values of the stories. Uh, personally, I would, let's say, go to school and learn Moses and the Ten Commandments. We would uh, be told to go home and ensure that you know all the Ten Commandments, and I'd go home and I'd cram them. But when I come to church, um, I'll, I'll understand the story of the Ten Commandments, and um, and I'll understand the reason why we have the Ten Commandments. And God will just help me. And like when I'm in school, when I just, I really don't know the reason why we're having the Ten Commandments. I also believe that we children can have a connection with the church. The activities we do, whether it's coloring or writing, singing or dancing, just expressing myself during the church service enabled me to open new doors in my heart, letting the Holy Spirit run through me. In addition to that, the church has always been a perfect place where I could set my worries free and be with the Lord. I cherish the time at the church, um, and I am happy when I visit it. You make friendships and learn the word of God together, and that's the beauty of the children's ministry. So far, I've got to know God, and I'm still learning him, and I know his motives. Uh, today, I feel obliged to tell you what I have told you, because I think we need to come to terms with how spectacular the church is. All my life in the church has been genuinely great, and I mean, I have a wonderful friendship with God. Jesus has taken lead in my life, and I can share the grace of God with my friends. The church has taught me God's way of love. Um, I love the children's uh, ministry, and I hope it can teach many children how it has taught me. The path to righteousness is long, but I believe we can walk through it with the help of the pastors and the Sunday school teachers. I'd like to close with a Bible verse that I felt has something to do with this topic. The Bible verse I'll be reading is from Ephesians chapter 6, verse 4. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 4. It's the NIV version. It says, do not exasperate your children. Instead, bring them up in the training and instruction of the Lord. Do not exasperate your children. Instead, bring them up in the training and instruction of the Lord. 
I think this Bible verse teaches us to give children love, God-centered teachings, and discipline. Thank you. But she's one of those who I could say I've seen her. Like, you see those children, you see, like, you know how she started her journey, how she's memorized scriptures, how, like, the journey has been transformational. And so it's special that she's sharing with us today her journey. God bless you, Ayana. Thank you so, so, so much for being a blessing to us. Let's celebrate her. Again. That was special. So special. And even as our children were saying some things for screen, there's someone who said that they love Sunday school because it gives them confidence. And I'm thinking about this kind of confidence. It's not just any kind that you just stand somewhere and you, you are able to talk. It's a confidence that comes with just the knowledge of Christ and just knowing Christ in your heart and allowing him in your heart. So it's such a special space to be. And to every parent here who's brought their child to Sunday school, may the Lord just bless you because it's such an do I call it an investment? No. It's such a, it's a beautiful thing. I'll just call it that. And so I'll just summarize this by sharing a very short, a very short uh, portion of scripture. If you have your Bible, you can open uh, with me from Mark chapter 10 and verse 13. Mark chapter 10 and verse 13, all the way to 16. I'm reading from the ESV version, and the Bible says, Okay, uh, this is uh, during the years of ministry of Jesus, and uh, let's hear what happened as he was teaching the people, as was his custom, he's teaching the people, some are just there to, to question his authority, some are just there to critique him like the Pharisees, and here Jesus comes and says, and they were bringing children to him that he might touch them, and the disciples rebuked them. But when Jesus saw it, he was indignant, and said to them, let the children come to me. Do not hinder them, for to such belongs the kingdom of God. Truly I say to you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God like a little child shall not enter it. And he took them in his arms and blessed them, laying his hands on them. Amen. And that's the word of God. And I'm just uh, wowed by this word, just thinking how... Jesus is just in his business, but the disciples are there, they are really thinking, like these parents, I believe it's the mothers who are taking care of the children those days. You know, the mothers, like, uh, traditionally, okay, those days, they were not there, but mostly you'd find that it's the mother who is taking care of the child. So I'm just having that picture of a mom taking the child to Jesus just to touch them. And what comes into my mind right now is... So that they could take them to Jesus. What could have moved them to take the children to Jesus? Maybe he was used to blessing the children, uh, doing so many things to children, like casting out demons, uh, healing those who are sick, raising those who are dead. And so here are women. They want their children to be blessed by Jesus. And so they brought them to Jesus so that he would touch them. Some versions say that um, they were bringing them to Jesus that he would lay hands on them and bless them. Some says they were bringing them to Jesus that he would touch them. It's something significant that they wanted from Jesus at that particular time, especially the blessing part, that he would touch them and bless them. But here are the disciples. They are thinking this is a disturbing thing, this is a distraction. Um, what kind of word do you use? 
distracting Jesus like this is just a simple business. Let Jesus continue with his main business. So Jesus was indignant and uh, uh, when I read the meaning of that word from the dictionary, it tells me that it's feeling or showing anger or annoyance at what is perceived as unfair treatment. So at this point, Jesus is annoyed by what the disciples are doing because they are thinking this is, uh, it's just not making sense to them. So Jesus is expressing his anger and he says, let the children come to me. And the children were taken to him and he blessed them. And so um, uh, another question that comes to mind here is, uh, Jesus says that to such as this belongs the kingdom of God. What comes into your mind when you hear that portion of scripture? The kingdom of God belongs to such as this, this little thing. Uh, it does not necessarily mean that these children have qualified for the kingdom. There's something that Jesus is trying to point us to. They have a childlike, uh, a childlike faith, uh, an innocence, simplicity. They have a thing that in them it is. That's the best way Jesus would have explained it. To, okay, not the best way. I mean that's how Jesus explained it. That to such belongs the kingdom of God. And when I hear about that, I'm wondering, the other bit says that. That does not mean that all children belong to the kingdom of God. Then what should we do about it? Because an adult can receive the kingdom as a child. What about a child? Those who haven't yet received it as themselves. That's a hard question. An adult can receive the kingdom of God as a child. What about the children? They receive it just like themselves. It's a hard one still. <laughs> they should be taught and nurtured in the word. And that's why we are all here. I usually say that the role of uh, teaching and nurturing the children in the ways of God. It's a role of the parent as a, a parent, not alone. I'm going to add something there. Um, as Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 6 to 9 says, I'm not going to read it. It says that these were commandments that were given to Moses to tell the Israelites. Uh, God gave his command and he told them that put these commandments in your heart. Treasure them. But don't just treasure them. Teach these things to your children. Teach them while you're in your house sitting, when you're walking or driving. There was no minutes. They said walking, but I'm saying driving. When you're driving, when you're lying down, when you're waking up. Teach these things to your children. So that's the duty of the parent. And it's also our duty as the church, as the pastors, as the teachers, to make sure that the children are taught the ways of God. Why should we really, really do this? Is it sounding something like what the disciples were trying to prevent Jesus from doing? Like they are distract they thought Jesus, that the, the children were a distraction to Jesus. Has ever has this ever been like that to you or maybe to someone that is close to you? You are thinking that Pelekawatoto church is just like Maybe I just take them to Sunday school and then I sit so that I don't have distractions when I'm listening to this main sermon. Have you ever had such a kind of a... Maybe yes. I think, what's such? I don't want my child to disturb me today, so I'm going to put her to Alex and his school. Maybe. 
and then maybe someone would say mm. it's just a community to kidogo but it's super 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 powerful i usually say for me it's the biggest church it's the biggest church because i know how powerful it is to take the child through the ways of god and so when we are doing this um i have a question for us if we are told to do this maybe as parents or as teachers how would you explain this whole bit of you want the child to grow in the ways of the lord how would you explain to them from step one to the final step and you'll be convinced that this child knows the ways of the lord uh, the first thing uh, i would say from my my short summary here is uh, the children need to know their source the children need to know where they came from like their source came from god but children need to know like how did we come from god did we come just to kanguka to chini we found ourselves here in our specific houses so, <laughs> so sounds at uh, uh, sounds 139 verse 13 and 14 uh, explains how god created us and put us in our parents in our mother's wombs and we were born so i had this question for some children some this week several groups and they answered me they they all settled on the fact that we were created by god or we were made by god and he put it in our mother's wombs so if you tell that to your child will they have a will they be at peace <laughs> they still have questions oh my goodness that's the fact could explain <laughs> we were made by god and uh, he put us in our parents wombs let me read that verse so that in case the child asks you a question beyond that you read for them psalms 139 and verse 13 to 14 which says for you formed my inward parts you knitted me together in my mother's womb i praise you for i am fearfully and wonderfully made wonderful are your works my soul knows it very well it's the lord who made us and yes our mothers gave birth to us and uh, the second question that you need to answer when you're explaining to a child about salvation is why why did god really have to create us what's the purpose so that we can praise and worship him actually it's worship if you say we were created to worship god it covers every other area that you wanted to talk about if it's taking care of god's creation that's worship if it's singing to him worship praying to him worship being what else taking care of uh, the needy worship so you were created to worship so in case a child asks you just explain that you are created to worship god but just tell them the details of how do we worship god and you'll get the answer to their purpose here on earth but my third question the second last is do we really worship god we do but we are easily distracted by other things that's true we worship god and we are here to worship god but because of um that as we say children have lesser distractions but since we are to akubwa i think many times we have so many distractions so yes we worship god but we have so many distractions and there is also this big distraction of sin which makes even our children to come they are being born but they are coming to this earth with sin like they are carrying the nature of the adamic sin they coming with to the earth making them to have a nature of sin they haven't sinned yet but they start being they carry from it and so they need a savior for them to be cleansed to be washed to be made right with god and to 
to be purified. And it can only happen by the blood of Jesus Christ. And that we find in uh, John chapter 14, verse 6. I happened to ask this question to so many children for some time. How do we get to heaven? We, yes, by accepting Jesus Christ. Joshua is clapping for you. <laughs> by accepting Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. Uh, some children usually tell me that we get to, we'll see God if we do good things. Is that true? Good actions will not take us, they are not the way to the Father. Good actions, they are good, but they are not the way. What's the way then? Jesus is the way. That's very, very true. As John chapter 14, verse 16 says, uh, Jesus replied, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And here is where a lot of work is. You're done with telling the children where they came from, their purpose. Here now comes the work. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. How do they put that thing in their picture, their whole picture? Like how? Siniki, if I do good things here and bring them to Jesus, yeah, I'll still go. But it's about believing in Jesus Christ and receiving him as Lord and Savior. That's where the whole assignment is. And the Lord has blessed us and gifted us enough as parents and teachers to be able to explain uh, believing in Jesus and receiving him as our Lord and Savior. And that's the only way to salvation. The others are, they are surrounding that. Good things all these things, but never tell a child that's the way to Jesus. It's Jesus Christ is the way. Good things are not. And praying is not enough. Singing is not enough. Going to church is not enough. They need Jesus as Lord and Savior in their hearts. And finally, the, the final question is where are we going? What's our destiny? I had this, uh, this response sometimes back that we are not sure where we are going. And I want to cancel that response here, right now. <laughs> we are not sure where we are going. Why? Why should you not be sure? If you have believed in Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior in your heart, then you know where you're going. If you're having a doubt, like, because, okay, I'm saying what I hear in the children's space. They'll tell you that it's God who will decide in the last day where I have been going. But he also told us in this word that uh, to be saved, believe in me, and you will be saved. Then, so you are sure you are saved. John chapter 3, verse 16 tells us that. Let's do it together. <laughs> John chapter 3, verse 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. So if God gave his only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. Do you then know where you're going if you believe in the Son? If you believe in Jesus? Then you already know where you're going. So the question or the doubts of, I don't know if I'm going to heaven or to hell, that should not exist in, a, in someone who's been taught the ways of the Lord. Unless there's some things, there are some things that are making you maybe feel ish-ish about your journey, which there's also a way out. Going back to the Father, Telling him, I'm doubting, I'm not so sure, but forgive me and show me the way. And he's so faithful to show us the way. So um, let's close this by just doing the memory verse again. The John chapter 3 verse 16. Now you're going to go home with the memory verse today. 
back children <laughs> so john chapter 3 verse 16 for god so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life and that's why we are all disciples if you believe in god an adult or a child you qualify to tell others about jesus Children tell others about Jesus, and they are the most amazing disciples I know, by the way. If they hear something about Jesus, it sticks in their hearts, and they can tell someone confidently. And you see the confidence that they have. It's not just any confidence of age or what. It's a kingdom confidence and a kingdom authority that is in us that allows us to share the gospel and to tell others about Jesus. Join us every Sunday from 11 a.m. at Trubani House off Airport North Road. Have a blessed week.